0: Math, business, writing. But the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter, As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Just the thought of the morning is enough to make many people cringe. From the moment we wake up, our mind begins to fill with information and tasks. This overwhelming feeling can give mornings a bad name. And it is often that these times set the mood for the rest of our day. The choices we make during the first hour or so of our morning... Often determines what the rest of our day will look like. So, how can we adjust our mornings to propel us through our day? What are five things that we're doing wrong in the morning? Number one, allowing yourself to feel overwhelmed with everything you need to do. Our minds are thought producing work centers. You're most likely familiar with this scenario. It feels like just seconds ago, our head hit the pillow, yet our alarm is ringing and we force ourselves to open our eyes. And as soon as that happens, right on cue, our brain speeds up with thoughts, deadlines and must do's. We get up from bed, we brush our teeth and our brain continues at the same breakneck speed and we feel exhausted but the day hasn't even really begun. This snowball effect of overwhelming thoughts also increases our chances of anxiety and stress. And this is because our minds are jumping from to-do to to to-do. This starts to form a very intimidating wall that we need to climb first thing in the morning. Here's an idea for some change. What would happen if we started our day with one simple question, what is the one thing I am committed to completing today? Or what's the one thing that if I completed it would feel like a huge win? Focusing on the one thing keeps things extremely simple. It helps our brain focus better. It makes us prioritize our goals and it streamlines our work so we don't feel overwhelmed with having to accomplish too many things in a single day. And this is fairly easy to incorporate into our morning. First, write the question down on a sheet of paper and hang it on your bedroom or bathroom wall. Then, Read it out loud as you start each day. For example, while brushing your teeth or getting dressed. And come up with an answer on the spot. Make that answer your top priority for what's the most important thing you should focus on. We need to always remind ourselves when everything is important, nothing is important. And prioritize accordingly. Number two, skipping breakfast. Most people have given up on breakfast entirely. 97% of Americans agree that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but only 44% eat it every day. Now, I've been guilty of this many times. I'm one of those people that sometimes skips breakfast because we rush through our mornings and routines Breakfast normally gets caught in that tornado. Adding breakfast to the mix when we feel rushed in the morning doesn't sound like something we're willing to waste time on, right? It becomes yet another decision to make. And our stash of willpower reserves is already getting depleted by figuring out what needs to get done and in what order. But what if we prepared A five-minute breakfast to give us the energy for the day. Eating breakfast really does help to wake up our entire system. And on top of this, if we pick something healthy and tasty, chances are greater that we will make the habit stick. Some extra points here. If you prepare something that's also nice to look at. A habit is easier to keep if we give ourselves a sensory boost to make the ritual more pleasant and something to look forward to. Easy breakfast options do exist. Some of my breakfast favorites include a delicious smoothie with things like fresh fruit, yogurt, almond milk, cinnamon, and honey, or Greek yogurt with granola or a simple bowl of honey bunches of oats. The most important part is adding fresh fruit to either option. Strawberries, bananas, coconut, apple, mango, peaches, or papaya. I also add walnuts and almonds because they're both excellent brain food. Walnuts are the top nut for brain health because they have a significantly high concentration of DHA a a type of omega-3 fatty acid some researchers also suggest that dha may be the key to boosting our brain's performance and preventing age-related cognitive decline almonds contain a high concentration of vitamin e which is why researchers believe that regular intake could potentially reduce cognitive decline one study reports that high plasma vitamin E levels were repeatedly associated with better cognitive performance. So, if you're looking to take advantage of breakfast every morning, make the breakfast option easy, pleasant, and healthy. Number three, wasting the morning on unimportant things. Many of us go straight to the news and our phones after waking up, whether it be going on YouTube, scrolling through Twitter or Instagram. 80% of Americans say that they check their phones within the first 10 minutes of waking up. I can pretty much guarantee you that scrolling through your Instagram feed first thing in the morning is not going to make you feel ready to greet the day. In fact, it most likely will make you want to slip back under the covers and go to sleep. Being up to date on world events, especially during such a turbulent time, might seem productive, but it can be extremely counterproductive because by checking social media, the news, email, or messages right away after waking up, we let other people's opinions, requests, and advertising into our mind, which pollutes our thinking because our thoughts, ideas, and focus are immediately hijacked by new messages, news, emails, and notifications that we've received. If you're someone that needs to keep up with all of this information, Maybe there's a better time to consume the news in social media. What if we left social media in the news for later in the day? What we should do is turn off all notifications on our phone. There's no need to always be on and monitor every single update on all of our apps. We need to leave the phone until we have time to read read what's interesting, especially after we're done with our most important work of the day. We should be only checking our email and social media apps two to three times a day. I had Isa Watson on the podcast back on episode 226 where we discussed why we need to break our social media dependency, and she shared that the optimal time we should be spending on social media each day is no more than 30 minutes collectively, and we should aim to do this around midday, later in the afternoon, and in the evening, just not too close to going to bed. We can ensure this happens by scheduling this time in our calendar, maybe during our lunch or when we have a cup of coffee. And we should also set a timer so we don't commit to spending an hour on it. In addition to our checking habits, we should close all tabs in our browser on our computer. Whenever we have multiple websites, A fingertip away, we're more likely to take a peek. We need to create a clean, distraction-free zone on our desktop instead. This physical removal of clutter is similar to the removal of mental clutter. Number four, not focusing on the most important stuff. Humans are notoriously bad estimators of time. And because of this, it may seem like throwing ourselves into work immediately is one of the most productive choices we can make. Because after all, we're eliminating downtime in favor of more direct working time. However, doing so can actually harm our long-term productivity, especially for the day. Think about your current mornings. There is the chaos of getting ready eating breakfast, just simply starting the day. All of that is mostly time management. This chaos doesn't really give us time to consider what to focus on and what's relevant to our short and long-term goals. What if we used our morning hours to do deep work? Deep work is the focused, uninterrupted, analytical thinking that requires us to be in the flow, so that we concentrate on what's right in front of us and nothing else. So, you may be wondering, what are some examples of deep work? Reading, writing, condensing complex material into outlines and notes, coding, analyzing, critical thinking, and problem solving. According to scientists, the brain's peak performance happens two to four hours after we wake up. In other words, when we do deep work early, we can tune into our body's biological clock. That means that we should take advantage of our focus to solve complex problems and think more deeply. On top of this, when we get that tough cognitive work out of the way, we feel more accomplished. And this means that we'll likely have plenty of time to relax or engage in additional work later on. Number five, missing the opportunity to be selective about how to feed our brain. While we're busy ingesting all of the new information coming our way from emails, to text messages, to the actual projects we're working on, we're merely reacting to the world as it's unraveling each day. This puts us in a passive mode, as if we're merely spectators to what's happening to and around us. This also pushes us further away from listening to our inner voice. What this ultimately means is that before we've even checked in with ourselves, And what we might need, we've opened up the floodgates of a very noisy world. What if we intentionally took the time to listen to ourselves rather than irrelevant and useless external noises? What if we intentionally selected what we expose our brain to? If we're stressed or anxious, we can use something like the Headspace app to do a mindful five-minute meditation before we get out of bed. If you prefer listening to something rather than watching, you can queue up a few podcasts or an interesting topic and listen to them while you're getting dressed or eating breakfast cough like this podcast. If you don't have time to read books like you used to, maybe consider waking up. 30 minutes earlier than usual, and reading a chapter or two before the busy day begins. Our mornings will never be perfect. We aren't always going to nail down a perfect routine that always goes right and always sets our day up for success. But if we can mitigate the detrimental habits that tend to creep into our routine after years of repetition... If we're aware of these detrimental habits, we can start to leverage our mornings for greater mental health, greater and sustainable productivity, and greater success. So, to recap, number one, allowing yourself to feel overwhelmed with everything you need to do. Ask yourself, what is the one thing I'm committed to completing today? Focusing on the one thing keeps things very simple. Write the question down on a sheet of paper and hang it on your bedroom or bathroom wall. Then read it out loud as you start each day, for example, while brushing your teeth or getting dressed, and come up with an answer on the spot. Make that answer your top priority for what's the most important thing you should focus on. Number two, skipping breakfast. Ask yourself, What if I prepared a five-minute breakfast to give me the energy for the day? Eating breakfast helps to wake up our entire system for the day. If we pick something healthy and tasty, chances are greater that we will make the habit stick. Some extra points here if you prepare something that's also nice to look at. A habit is easier to keep. If we give ourselves a sensory boost to make the ritual more pleasant and something to look forward to. Number three, wasting the morning on unimportant things. What if we left social media in the news for later in the day? What we should do is turn off all notifications on our phone. There's no need to always be on and monitor every single update on all of our apps, We need to leave the phone until we have time to read what's interesting, especially after we're done with our most important work of the day. We should only be checking our email and social media apps two to three times a day. and We should aim to do this around midday, later in the afternoon, and in the evening, just not too close to going to bed. Number four, not focusing on the important stuff. What if we used our mornings to do deep work? Deep work is the focused, uninterrupted, analytical thinking that requires us to be in the flow so that we concentrate on what's right in front of us and nothing else. According to scientists, the brain's peak performance happens two to four hours after we wake up. That means that we should take advantage of our focus to solve complex problems and think more deeply. Number five, missing the opportunity to be selective about how to feed our brain. What if we intentionally selected what we expose our brain to? If we're stressed or anxious, we can use something like the Headspace app to do a mindful five-minute meditation before we get out of bed or listening to a podcast. If you don't have time to read books like you used to, you might consider waking up 30 minutes earlier than usual and reading a chapter or two before the busy day begins. Our mornings will never be perfect, and this is critical to remember. We aren't always going to nail down a perfect routine that always goes right and always sets our day up for success. But we can mitigate the detrimental habits that tend to creep into our routine after years of repetition. This week's shout out is by Tajwa Swine, who sent me a DM on Instagram. I've been listening to your podcast since last August, and it has genuinely been such a guiding light in my journey of healing from depression. It's been almost a year and a half that I've been diagnosed and been on medication, but slowly and surely I'm growing and learning to be kind and compassionate towards myself. Your words and way of presenting such complex concept with clarity in an actionable way has certainly made it easy for me to apply a lot of what you suggest in my own life and actually see the results. I'm in the last year of college and I'm grateful to be at a point that I'm confident in my ability to face the world despite my mental illness. I'm incredibly thankful to your podcast because it has literally changed my life. I can't thank you enough. I'm so grateful. I just feel like I am so obligated to say this when I read these amazing messages from each of you, but I just provide words in a microphone that you hear in your ears. It's your action, your ability to change your mindset, your perspective on the world, that action, that mindset, that perspective. Those things are what truly creates a beautiful life, a life worth living a life worth, elevating and seeing clearly through all of those things. And that is what really matters. It's each of you that are changing your lives. I only provide the words. It's your actions that are providing a greater place to live in your head and on this planet. For an opportunity to be next week's shout-out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram. Who knows? You just might be The next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into five things you're doing wrong in the morning. If you enjoyed this episode, and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at motivated underscore Mind and on Facebook at The Motivated Mind Podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all, and thanks so much for listening.